little splendor that is Augusta. Grab a seat, grab a glass, and punch your ticket to the par train. Hello, fellas. Another episode of the par train. We're back after a little hiatus. Guess what? Aaron Hills, she's here. U.S. Open week. Sup. What's up, boys? Sup. Feel, feeling good. Feeling good. You know, we're back. Major season. Here we go. Aaron just gave that classic. Sup. You up? You up, Aaron? <laughs> Aaron Hills sounds like a good-looking gal, doesn't she? She sounds like a classy broad. Yep. First time. Maybe a, maybe First time a, anybody's played her. Ginger. I think she's a ginger. Redhead? One of those rare gingers, though. <laughs> maybe one of those commercials. She's just like maybe drinking a local brew. The wind's blowing her hair. Definitely a red dress. Mm, sure. Red lips. Sure. Sounds like an old Sergio Michelob Ultra commercial. Early 2000s. Active lifestyle? The bread and butter of the Mick Ultra crew. Yeah, come on. You know they're running and then going to the bar. It's we'll a talk, low carb bread, though. We'll talk. We'll we'll talk about Sergio here in a little bit. Ninety five carbs. Okay, uh, ninety five grams. So, boys, what do we got today? We've got. We're gonna talk through a couple fun segments. We're gonna do our classic. Oh sure. We're gonna do a sports psychologist where we sit down a pro that needs to talk to pump them up to win the 117th U.S. Open at Aaron Hills, which, by the way, the last time we did that, we called the winner. Uh, you're welcome, Sergio. That was probably we'll play one that of the clip later. moments of your life. As that was, was great. Cool. I mean, I feel somewhat responsible. Then we're going to talk. We're going to get into it. We're going to talk about the course, who that's going to favor. We're going to go into our picks, and we might even throw in a few sleepers. But first, what are you guys drinking? Sir? Car Girl's here. Gin and soda, beef eater and soda, less sugar, forget the tonic, throw in the lemon, we're having fun. It's, you know me, I'm a gin guy. I feel like a broken record, but, you know. He's a gin guy. Classic gin guy. And a nod to uh, to Wisconsin's finest, I got a little dairy up in the mix. I'm, uh, I'm sipping a white Russian. With some Wisconsin milk? With some, uh, like I said, some Wisconsin's finest right in the glass. Sure, sure. Organic farm fresh, sure, I like that. I've got um, some bullet rye. I normally go bourbon, but it felt like with uh, sure. you know the high fescue, I'm going to go some rye. Car girl making a drink strong tonight, folks. Car girl's pumped. All right, guys, let's get into our first segment, the oh sure segment. Uh, Strat, do you want to lead it off? Yeah, why not? Uh, my oh sure this week is uh, is just grass talk in general. You know, it's a big. Big week for people that are into grass. We're talking fescue. We're talking some of the real deep stuff. Um, I'm not sure if there's ever been uh, more chatter about the green stuff than there has been this week. So, uh, sure, grass, why don't you uh, give it a shot? Sure. 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 Yeah, sure. 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 Um, Yeah, I guess, you know, my oh sure moment is, um, hey, you know, a famous baseball announcer is calling the U.S. Open. Again, Joe Buck, our favorite Cardinal <laughs> fan. St. Louis guy. Yeah. Is he your favorite? Is he our favorite? Well, he's not, no, he's not mine. He's, he's at his okay. favorite. Sure, sure. But it's like, sure, oh, sure. Joe Buck is the U.S. Open, this, you know, the, the, the hardest tournament of the year that requires in-depth analysis. Um, Joe Buck's, you know, is, is making the call. So, Joe yeah, Buck, sure. Chris Berman. Oh, sure. Sounds good. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Sounds like now a great it does. Does is where is Troy Aikman? Is what I want to know, and I know oh. Joe wants to know. Yeah. 
Well, Joe likes I think, Troy. I think he wants to know a little too much, but Joe knows. Joe knows Troy. Joe knows. Joe knows Troy. Hey, real Troy question knows, is Troy knows Joe. Don't forget that. I was just gonna say, does Troy know Joe? Troy knows Joe very well. <laughs> so I am looking so much forward to Joe adding his two cents in on the course conditions. So Joe Buck. Oh sure. Joe, sure. Joe knows. Sure. 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 So. My Osher, I don't want to overplay it. It's already been a big story. Oh, come on. Gotta go Phil. Sure. Phil, you know, we all know he needs his four-hour delay to make it after his daughter's high school graduation. I believe she's valedictorian, given the speech. Can't miss it. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, family man. Sure. Gives you that thumbs up as he walks down the fairway. Sure. Family guy. Yeah. Uh, I think that... I mean, I don't have a specific source, but I think something's going to happen where there's going to be a delay. I'm not even going to say necessarily the rain. Something is going to happen, and Phil is going to hop on that private jet. He's going to roll up, and he's going to bask in that glory of being a family man, having no practice, and letting Bones tell him exactly where to hit it every time. And guess what? Phil might be um, carrying that trophy in that career grand slam. Sure. I guess sure he's banking on Mother Nature could happen. Sure. Would this be would this be the only time in Bones and Phil's history that Phil would just shut the fuck up and actually listen to Bones? I think you might be right. Okay. Normally he has that one veto rule. Yeah. I think maybe yeah, even yeah. per tournament. Okay. But I think he would have as much as as he needs. So well, if I anything, so. I mean, that's a bo- Bones is pulling for it. Oh yeah. Yeah. I hope, yeah. I hope sure. Phil doesn't wear that his leather jacket to his daughter's graduation like he did on Faraday's interview because that he was- might. He might. That was a bit much, but okay. Our next segment. Again, we called it last time. We did it for Sergio. You know what? Let's just start. Let's replay that. The producers, you guys, you guys have that soundbite. Okay, we've got it. We've got it. So let's play the soundbite from our master sports psychologist um, for what Sergio needed to hear in order to win the Masters. Let's go to it. Nobody's talking about Sergio, and. Sergio, take a seat. Okay, oh. thanks. Wow. Sergio, you just won in Dubai. You're engaged. Congratulations, by the way. Mm-hmm. And uh, Seve's 60th birthday would have been this R. week, R. April 9th. All right, peace, Seve. Sergio, this is your time. You know, you're finally happy with that nice little brunette on your arm. Go and win it, okay? Get the monkey off your back. Just do it. Sergio. Wow. I mean, it brings back a lot of good memories. I don't want to say that, Wow. you know, I helped him get his first major, but shit. Um, all right. So now the listeners kind of, the listeners know what we're going for now. So Strat, why don't you lead it off? Let's, let's give a player your sports psychologist moment. All right. Uh, this is gonna, I'm going to go ahead and need to pull Patrick Reed in from the lobby have him oh, grab a seat on the couch here. <laughs> Pat, uh, you Pat. chubby fuck. Can you just find a little, just a hint uh, of what you demonstrated at the Ryder Cup this last year and and show up to a tournament? I got you on my fantasy team. I don't know how many times I got to tell you this, but pull your ample weight at, at least once this year. You know, you're playing to a home crowd. There couldn't be a more perfect uh, sports scenario. You know, there's going to, if you've got to tell yourself that, that Lee Westwood's swimming out of the rough stuff, 
is out to get you and this becomes some type of nationalism type thing, just do it, all right? <laughs> but pull pull yourself up by your goddamn bootstraps and let's show up to a tournament, okay, bud? All right, go ahead. That'll be 120 for an hour. Wow. Wow. Wow, that was, that was aggressive. I got to say. I, don't I think know that's what he needs. Pat, I think that's what he needs. Pat, to that? Pat has cost Strat a lot of money this year. And yeah. I got to say, if Patrick wow, is there. There it is. There, Sunday, there, there it is right there. I don't know what I'll do if Pat's there on Sunday. Also, let, 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 us, let us not forget that the Masters winner, Sergio, was also, is also on my fantasy team. So if I can go two for two oh. in terms of the, of the majors on my oh. fantasy team, me gusta. Oh. Well, I will say, Strat, Reed in the in the Ryder Cup, you're right. I mean, he was so fearless. And the U.S. Open is the ultimate, I guess, display of fearless golf when the when there's a winner. He can do it. He can putt. He might but, like this kind of whole, this course is so impossible talk. He's probably the guy that's like, tell me again that I can't do it. And then he goes out and does it. I think mm-hmm. it's his diet. I don't think he's eating the right <laughs> stuff on the course. Big <laughs> Chick-fil-A guy. Big Chick-fil-A guy. <laughs> he, he likes those <laughs> waffle fries? Sure. Yeah, he gets a double order. Sure. It's going to be hot All right. Wisconsin. I'm worried. Serm starting with, or Strat starting with Pat. Hey, Serm, who's your guy? Who are you sitting down for a little talk with this sports psychologist? I'm sitting down. We're actually playing ping pong together. Cooch. Oh. oh. Coocher. We're talking about Mr. Consistent, the grinder, the great putter, Bettinardi. Thanks. We had Sam mm-hmm. Bettinardi on a few episodes Perfect. ago. I mean, Cooch is a great player. But he doesn't win a lot. Um, come on, Cooch, win the major. You've been you've been around for so long. You make a ton of money. There's all this hoopla, this drama about the course setup. You are just Mister Steady Eddie. You made a great run at the Masters. How about that hole in one on sixteen? Was that not fun? Um, I think it's your time. I, I think it's your time. But you've just got you've just got to make a few more birdies. Get off to a better start. We're pulling for you, Coach. You're too nice of a guy. So I know I didn't take the uh, the strat approach uh, with with Patrick there, but uh, yeah, but you, you took I, the uh, you took you the know, fun uh, unconventional Patch Adams approach. Hey, we're playing ping pong. Let's talk about stuff. <laughs> but he's you know he's a great ping pong. He's one of the best ping pong players in the you know on the PGA Tour. Yeah, I mean he kicks Phil's butt every time. Know your client. Know your client. You know so, everybody's got their style. Phil so likes to connect smile? on common interests. How do you yeah, not know smile? Your but I just think he. I, I, I think it's I think it's time, Coach. And I'm and we're betting already, guys, here at the part train. So, come on, Coach, friend of the program. Hey, uh, sir. One thing you didn't mention, we haven't talked about the fact of how long this course is and the fact that he's wearing Skechers. You know he's comfortable. Well, Wesley Bryant too, by the way. Skechers you know, guy. You know they're comfortable. They could play yeah. another eighteen. I've seen the commercials. Yeah. Coach, it's nice. pretty low. I mean, if it's going to be dry out there, I don't People say scores are going to be low, but I'm really pulling for them, guys. But I, I really took that, you know, methodical approach with them, you know. Okay. <laughs> what do you All got, right, Evan? Okay. So I put a lot of thought into this. I got a chance to make golf history two for two. Mr. Wow. Fowler. Ricky, can you take Ooh. a seat, please? Thanks. Rick. You are from Temecula. A lot of wind there. Ricky knows how to play in the wind from Oklahoma State, from college as well. And, you know, there's also a few new things with Ricky, too. He's he's dating a pole vaulter. So, you know he's more focused because he's not f- worrying about the extracurriculars. But let's think about his game, okay? A week ago, 
He should have won at the Memorial if there yeah. wasn't a rain delay. Finished second. I actually like that he finished second because he kept that hunger up. He was 11th at the Masters. Should have been there at the on Sunday. Blew up with, with Spieth, which was surprising. So first year's major, he was right there. Tied third at Houston Open. 12th at Arnold Palmer. Won the Honda. Right there at Phoenix. I mean, the guy's had a great year. He's on my team. You know, just throwing that out there. But Ricky... These are wide fairways. You hit the ball long enough. And this is your time. You are you have said multiple times that you love playing in the wind, and that's the course's number one defense. So go out there, focus on each shot, and win the damn thing. Get your first major. Okay, 2014, you got close four top fives. Just go and do it. Do it. Wow. wow. Sure. Pinkle on his dinkle. Do it. Or else, Ricky. Or you're done for. <laughs> Yeah, I'm feeling good about Ricky. Nothing like week. threatening tour pros here on the par train. It's, yeah. it's encouragement. It's a great you way know? to get, get guys on the show, just uh, threaten their physical well-being before they ever show up. Don't know if I threatened. It might have been a certain Okay. It was a, certainly a microaggression. Patrick Reed feels threatened, I'll tell you that. <laughs> oh, yeah, Patrick, well, he Patrick Reed responds to threats. That's kind of the way he rolls. He, he change, your, change your diet. It's simple as yeah. that. <laughs> All right, well, it's actually a perfect segue. I didn't even mean to, but we talked a lot about wind. Should we talk about Aaron Hills? Might as well. Wait, the girl? Everybody else is. The girl or the course? Uh, Let's talk the course. It's all we keep hearing about. It's super wide. Apparently, I heard the CEO of the USGA, Mike Davis, say that it's 50% wider than every other U.S. Open venue. So, And Rory today said it's like 50 to 60 yards wide. So, I mean, hitting fairways is important, but it doesn't seem like it's going to be that big of an issue. But it's, what, 7,600 yards? Yeah. Yeah, And again, I'm not a math guy, but what's that, 200, 300 football fields? Hmm. I've never heard that Hmm. comparison. Okay, well, again, not a math guy, but I think that checks out. (laughs) I think that's 500 million football fields. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah. Yeah, that's that should add up. Get your, get your TI-83s yeah. out, nerds. Um, well, here's the thing. I mean, it's it, this is link-style golf in America, right? But this is a new wave of U.S. Open courses. So how do we feel about these kinds of courses? Chambers Bay, you know, Washington. You, you guys are West Coast guys, you know. Whistling Straits, Wisconsin, where we are now, mm-hmm. where we are now this week. Drive fast, big greens, a lot of valleys, fescue. But the U.S. Open's built on Oakmont, Shinnecock, Wingfoot, you know, Oak Hill. Like, what do you guys do? Do we like this style of golf for the one week of the year where it's the hardest test? Marion, you know, 6,800 yards a couple years ago, three under wins. What do you guys think? I mean, mean, go ahead. Go ahead, sir. If I feel is that you know you, you get the Masters and the Open, certainly both have a, an identity that's uh, that's well established. I think with the PGA and with the U.S. Open, I'm cool with the U.S. Open becoming the major. That's just uh, a flog fest. Like I wanna I wanna see these dudes look like me on a golf course for once in my life, where they're struggling, they're hitting you know. Uh, safety shots for their second shot 
I want to see consequences to some of these uh, holes, you know? If they want to throw right. in uh, a moat with some alligators, that's cool. They want to throw in, like, a lava well, pit for a bunker, Wisconsin. that's so, cool, you know? No, we're not New Orleans, but okay. Okay, but I mean, like, you know, if a player gets <laughs> injured because there's some type of uh, beast on the course, like, whatever, you know, let it ride. Let's uh, let's just get a little bit numb. struggle. Or, or injured. But Jordan, yeah. Spieth, Jordan Spieth is saying... It's going to be a birdie fest. People are hmm. saying eight under is going to win out this at this golf course. Rory is mad that they were chopping down the heather off the fairways. Mm-hmm. So they have, he's saying these are 56, 50, 50 to 60 yard wide fairways. They're getting rid of the heather that's off the fairways. And he's basically like, if you can't hit these fairways, what do you say? Pack your bags. Might as well just go home. So, but I feel like we're dealing with the USGA all the time with this. Are they setting it up right? Is it taking it too far? Is it not taking it far enough? It just doesn't seem very traditional to me, and it just seems like a circus out there. And I just like the I like the Northeast golf courses that are tree lined, fast greens. You don't put it in the fairway, you pay the price. It doesn't have to be the longest. It doesn't have to be the windiest. We've got the win for the you know we've got the win for the British Open, the conditions and the unpredictability and the low shots. I don't like it, guys. I don't, and and I'm you know I'm a Chicago guy. Aaron Hills is not not far away. People think it's fun, but not this tournament. I don't like this style of golf for this hmm. tournament. I think it's Lynx is for British Open. I don't think it's for the U.S. Open. I want to see I want to see precision, hitting the fairways, and you know in in, in great short game. I don't want to see this luck and and goofiness. They're saying I mean Gary Player he ripped the he ripped the condition of the golf course. But is Gary Player a little bit of a senile old man? I mean, the guy's 86, and the guy does push-ups every day and tells us about it. So, I mean, what Gary Player say, sir? Gary Player says, you know, well, one, he doesn't like because it's non-traditional, but he's talking about, like, you're going to have to hit putts 20 feet to the right. If you miss a green, it's going to go 50 yards down and off. I think he's got a point there, you know? Like, hmm. so... It sounds like we. It's not. I don't know. I just think it's very unpredictable. We, some people think the course is going to play easy, but you could get penalized for dumb reasons. Where's the clown's mouth? You know what I mean? That's what. I, where's the clown's mouth? Because it sounds like there's a few out there. Guys, rant over. You know how I feel. I have step in here. All right, I'm going to take the other way. Wow. I kind of like it. I mean, who says that you have to have? Lightning fast greens, super thick rough, and really narrow fairways. I'm kind of with Tiger Woods with the architecture mindset of you shouldn't lose your ball in a round of golf. You should create a lot of decisions, holes that can be played multiple ways, uh, but leave it open. I mean, I, I like the idea that the fairways are wider. There's multiple ways to play multiple holes, but... I mean, let's be honest. Guys are going to miss fairways, and when they do, they're going to have to pitch out 30 yards to the right. Because I've played Royal Troon, which is probably the closest thing to this in regards to the fescue. And what is that course in Chicago that you love on the lake, Serm, that I played that's similar to that? I can't think of the name. But basically, it's a nightmare to play because if you hit it in that shit, what's it called? Thunderhawk up north? No. I'll think about it. Uh, if you hit it in that shit, you got to go yeah. sideways. If you, and that's if yeah. you even find it. Yeah, but but you get that at all these U.S. Open courses. You get that up in the Northeast. 
but they're tighter, more traditional. This is like you miss it seventy yards. These fairways are so wide. I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna. Some people are gonna rip this course up. There's gonna be like just a lot of dumb shots. I want pure golf. I want to get rewarded on good shots and punished on bad shots. Not this hodgepodge all over. Well, the that's place. what it is. But what you're saying, sir, is you're saying that you want a winner at the U.S. Open to be even or one under par, if not over par. You don't want a U.S. Open that ends up at eight under. Is that correct? That's fair. That's fair. Okay. Yeah, I don't. No, that's fair. I mean, I'm, no, it's funny. Jim Furyk shot eight under at you know Olympia Fields in 2003. It was kind of wet in Chicago. It was kind of a wet. You know, the course was wet, but. Uh, one year, one weekend out of the year, do we want eight under? You guys don't want eight under, right? Or it sounds like you maybe you do. Uh, I, want, I want twenty-seven under. <laughs> yeah. Now Strat, it's going. Now you're taking it too far. Strat wants the show. Here, let me ask you guys a quick question. Okay, this will be the last question about Aaron Hills. Let me give you some stats by end of day Sunday, and you tell me who the winner is. Okay. Go okay. Ahead. Guy number one averaged three hundred five off the tee. Guy number two hit 80% of the fairways. Guy number three averaged 26 putts. And guy number four had the closest proximity to the hole from 200 to 250 yards. So we got to pick one? You got to pick one. They're all pretty good, right? You all want the, you want all those stats. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think I got to say 26 putts. Hmm. I mean, I, Go ahead, go ahead, Strap. In, in terms of strokes gained, always oh, going isn't, stats. Isn't that where you're going to find most bang for the buck? I mean, again, I'm not a numbers guy, but 26 putts averages out to 26 under. Am I wrong? Well, <laughs> okay, this <laughs> 26 putts though. That's not a lot of greens. Okay, that's true. Okay, so. I mean, our other option is 305 average off the tee. The, the fact of the matter is, if DJ and Rory are, are cruising their drivers and hitting them 360 and 370, just a different game. I actually think it's three, 80% I'm taking, of fairways. No, I'm taking 305 because 80% of the fairways can work at the shorter golf courses, the traditional golf courses. you got to be able to hit short irons into these crazy greens. Well, it's kind of wow. a crazy question because wow, three let's say right there. let's say you're the guy that hits eighty percent of fairways, but you also have the closest proximity to the hole from two two fifty. Then you could probably win, but if you're hitting the if you're averaging three hundred five off the tee, and you have more wedges, clearly that's a big advantage, and that's all everybody keeps talking about. So it's it's a tough question. Yeah, and you're, you're the chances that you're hitting something close to the pen from 200 to 15 is low. When if you're DJ and you're wedging in on your second shot from, you know, 120, 130, chances that he's putting something closer, strong, quite strong. Well, I just hope DJ is going to play. You never know what's going to happen, you know, in the old, the old living quarters tomorrow night. You know? <laughs> That's, yeah. That, that, we, we still got to, we get, we got to do our picks. You know, we got to, we need our picks. Ernie. Let's All right, get, let's get into the picks. Although, don't forget, DJ, I think, is supposed to have his baby. She's got a C-section scheduled, your girl Paulina, <laughs> I think, tomorrow. Oh, yeah, but if she doesn't schedule that uh, that photo shoot in time, then that pregnancy is never happening because, you know, it's just for the Instagram with her. Mm. Yeah, take your pick. Sure. Question is, is the dog with her at labor or is it with DJ? That's oh, question. it's with the nanny. Don't worry about it. Oh, okay. 
All right. Um, who wants to start off the picks? We're going to do a pick five. Come on, Strat. Classic office okay. pool style. We're okay. not going to do tiers. We're going to keep it simple. If you could pick right. any five players, who you take? Okay, I'll start. Okay. Uh, I'm going to have a caveat for each pick. I'm going, okay. with D- I'm going with DJ, provided he stays in a single-level home for the week, mm-hmm. okay? No stairs. <laughs> I want no stairs from a man. Ranch, I want him using... Ranch-style, you know. <laughs> Ranch-style. I want him using all of the uh, the handicap uh, ramps, nice okay? Shot. So yep. if DJ's in a two-story, you don't pick him? No, not a fucking chance. If, okay. I, <laughs> if, I even, if I even hear that he's wearing socks inside and there's hardwood <laughs> floors, I'm, I'm taking that pick right off the table. Okay. okay? I'm going with uh, Rory, provided that they reinstall more rough so that that brings those fairways down from 60, 60 yards to 25 yards wide. Mm-hmm. I'm putting in Spieth, provided all the tee boxes are actually moved on to the greens because I don't trust that kid off the tee box. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm going with uh, Ricky, provided that his uh, new girlfriend is his caddy and she's carrying those golf clubs in her pole vault bag. And he heard my segment, Sports Psychologist. Yeah, obviously that. Sure. I'm going with uh, Wesley Bryan, provided that there's a uh, trick shot tiebreaker in the event of a playoff. And uh, I'm going with Phil, provided that he looked up the right rain dance to perform on on Wednesday. Did Strax just give six guys? No, that was five. Yeah. Deej, Rory, George, Ricky, and Wesley Bryan. Oh, I did say Phil. You know, I threw Phil in there because we don't know if he's actually playing or not, so it's sure. actually a technicality. So who does Phil replace if he plays? Wes? Yeah. Okay. So he's got... All right, so here's what Strat's doing. He's playing a flex. <laughs> it's, it's Brian and Phil. We're going to put a slash there, okay? So he's got DJ, Rory, Spieth, Ricky, Wesley Bryan, slash, Phil. Yep, I played a slashy. Okay. He's playing a flex. Mm-hmm. I didn't know our league allowed flexes, but we're going to roll with it. I mean, I'm playing the technicality. I mean, did sure. I explore the rules better? Again, not a numbers guy, but I think that there's a 50% chance that I can do that every time. Sure. Serm, who you got? I mean, I mean, I, I was doing a Snake Masters, excuse me, a Snake US Open pool today. I had the first pick. I took DJ. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just, I, I guess it's just we're broken records here, but I think, I, I think he, I just think he plays really well. He doesn't seem to get phased. Um, and he's so you're not his- concerned by him missing the cut last week? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I mean, that guy can just t- turn it up. Or sorry, at the memorial. In There's a, a chance that DJ didn't realize he missed the cut because sometimes not 100% <laughs> sure that he's all there. The fact that he won a U.S. Open and the fact, you know, like he can just say st- he's his, his, you know, the lights aren't on upstairs kind of mental attitude is great for this because he just stays so calm. Yeah, I'll tell you, I'll tell you another guy here. I'm not going to do like, I think Strat just did 10 picks, <laughs> but I'll, I'll, I'll tell you another guy here. I'm going to go with, which is a little kind of different than what I was saying with driving distance. I think Webb Simpson's going to play well, more of a sleeper pick. He said three, the last three, four tournaments he said three top twenties. He's had a fifth. He's a U.S. open champ. Um, he doesn't hit the ball long, but he's sixth in dry. He's sixth in sand saves this year, and I just think being a U.S. when you're a U.S. Open winner, that it is so different than any other major. You can you can just figure things out, and you might be able to scramble. Is he going to win? I don't know. I think he's a good sleeper pick. My last pick. Does, wait, does it out. count? Does it count as a U.S. Open win 
if the guy in front of you duck hooks one in in the woods, right in front 100%. of you, like Furyk did at Olympic Club. Well, the pressure is as high as can be. We've seen Phil Mickelson and Colin Montgomery choke their guts out at Wingfoot in 2006. Slices and chunks. You know, I mean, yes, this is the freaking U.S. Open, man. Yes, it does. <laughs> so, um, I'm, I'm not being very controversial here, but, you know, I, I think I think John Rahm's going to play, play very well, too. I mean, his short, the shorter golf swing is so good in the toughest conditions. His misses aren't very great. So, but I want my guy Cooch to fucking step Did up. Did you say short? Excuse me. Sorry for yelling. Um, I did, I felt like I wasn't tough enough on him earlier. So, Cooch. So, I'm coming out with, uh, all right, I'm going with a DJ. I'm going with a Webb Simpson. I think also Rory Sabatini's going to wake the fuck up and decide to come play a golf tournament one of these days. Coming out of nowhere. Yeah, that's a... <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure before Cermak was asking for a Trevor Wimbledon comeback, so you never know what the hell he's going to say with this stuff. <laughs> Drag, just to reflect on your guy, Wesley Bryan, I just want you to know he's 125 to 1. I put some money on him last week in Vegas, just FYI. That makes sense. Okay, let me go into mine. So my pick five, this is tough, guys. I mean, I left... I, I get a little weird with this stuff because you feel bad about picking five top guys because you want that diverse lineup because you know there's going to be a guy that is a little lesser known to me in the top of the top of the leaderboard. So as my as right now, I left Spieth off my list, which is tough because the guy's been playing pretty decent all year, historically played well at U.S. Opens, and he tends to like these challenges where nobody's been there and plus nobody's really talked about the fact that he's played there at the USAM um, even though he says he doesn't remember much but so my top five is gotta go DJ longest straightest pretty much top of every stat category you want I'm also going my boy Rosie and I know Strat doesn't like this okay but Rose is the type of guy that is going to get stronger after something like the Masters this year. And he's a grinder. I mean, he loves just getting in there and grinding, which is why he won at Marion. And he's an awesome long iron hitter. Okay? So, I love Rose. I also went my boy Kevin Chappell. Okay? Uh-huh. Okay. He just had another high finish at St. Jude. He's actually 29th on tour in distance, 21st in Eagles. And he's 14th uh, putts from 10 feet on tour. You know... Those putts are important, especially on perfect greens. Obviously, he won the Valero, finished seventh at the Masters. And here's a final tidbit. You know, I'm a stats guy. Has more cuts at the U.S. Open than any other major that he's played in with four out of five. He has one top five and a third. I bet you didn't know that about Kevin Chappell. I'll tell you what I did know about Kevin Chappell. He and I have the same barber, so run tell that. Oh, the guy we just saw at the tournament yesterday? Yep, Martin. Que pasa? Martin. Shout out, Martin. Wow, mm-hmm. that's that's even better. Yeah. Okay, so I'm definitely keeping Chapel on the team if I change this later. Okay. And finally, I'm going another boy of mine, Jason Day. Of course. Of course. Of course. I mean, hits it long, hits it high. If he hits fairways, he won. Guess when his last major was? What state was it in? His oh, only major? Whistling Straits. Um, somewhat similar from the eye standpoint. Bit of a linksy look. And uh, guess what? 
He finished 15th in Memorial, starting to peak. His caddy says he is on the verge of being the Jason Day of old, and he's 6th in Eagles this year. Let me ask you a question. Would Jason Day's caddy ever say, sorry guys, think Jason Day just doesn't have it. Yeah, I think he's on the verge of being the Jason Day of the new, which is the Jason Day that doesn't win, but stay tuned. I'll let you know when he's back. Well, he actually talked to your girl, Amanda Balionis, and you know that she gets the top news out there, so he didn't have to say it to her, and he did. So are you trying to tell me that she didn't uh, flap those pretty eyelashes and, and perhaps coax something out of him that maybe he didn't mean? I mean, anything's possible, Strat, but, you know, I still believe what his boy says. Okay. All okay. Right. The question is, what excuse is Jason Day going to use if he doesn't play well? Because you know he loves oh, those dear. excuses. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> he's a bit of a baby back bitch, if you ask me, to be totally honest. Because he's, let's see, he's used vertigo. He's used, uh, uh, he's used uh, what was it, uh, food poisoning for his wife. Oh, dear. He's, uh, he's used a myriad of excuses. I feel like he might, uh, he might go old school and say that he's caught a case of swine flu. I don't know. What do you think? Oh. Hey, let's not forget, his mom is recovering from lung cancer, had surgery. He could win this for her. Yeah, again, <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm happy for Mrs. Day, but I'm just trying to figure out what excuse the boy's going to use. He might say that he, that they're, uh, they're, he and Rory got their extra medium-sized shirts mixed up, and uh, that's why he's not playing properly, because the arms are mm. too tight. You know, they like to show off the biceps. Okay. Well, those are the teams. Okay. So as a review, I got DJ Rose, Ricky Chapel Day. Strat has DJ, Rory, Spieth, Ricky, and a flex play of Wesley Bryan and Phil. Mm -hmm. And Cermak has DJ, Webb Simpson, Rory, not sure if that's Sabatini (laughs) or McElroy. We've got Molinari. I assume you mean Francesco. Francesco. Instead of Eduardo. And then he's got Cooch because he's a Bettinardi guy and they're friends of the program. And he's going to be comfortable. Okay. So, listeners, keep track out there who picked the best team. Now, let's go into a couple sleepers each. Sure. And we can round this out. You guys want me to start it off? Yeah, why don't you kick it off? I got three sleepers. I don't know if that's too many. I'm taking the strat approach here. My first sleeper is Mr. Shane Lowry. Okay? I don't know if you guys remember who DJ was playing at Oakmont last year down the stretch, but it was Shane Lowry. And for a while, it looked like he was going to run away with it. Okay. Little stats on Shane Lowry. He's 16th on tour in birdie average. He's third on tour putting from seven feet, first putting from eight feet. And he is fifth putting inside 10 feet. He has two top tens, top tens of the last two U.S. Opens, and tied ninth at, uh, or tied 15th at the Memorial. And almost won the BMW PGA on the Euro Tour. So the guy's clearly in form, likes US Opens. I like him. Put some money on him last week. Also, my second sleeper pick, Strat, I'm gonna need you to say his name because you're a good uh you're a good accent guy. Thomas Peters. Thank you. Uh what's his name? Thomas Peters. <laughs> okay. One more time. Thomas Peters. Okay. So Thomas Peters, I don't know if you guys remember, tied fourth of the Masters was tied fifth at the WGC Mexico, tied second at Riviera, super long, was a big force at the Ryder Cup his first year. You know what that tells me? That tells me that this guy gets up for the big events. 
and you know length is an advantage. I like Thomas Peters. And my last pick, guys, this is a this is a heart pick. Okay, he used to be one of my favorite pros back in the day because he used to tweet me back all the time. My boy Stewie Sink. Okay. Okay. He is finally back in form. I think Strat can explain to you the new things that he's done with this swing. Yeah. Uh, no. Yeah. Costas <laughs> took us through it this past yeah, week. Strat, do you want to talk about that? Yeah, I was trying to figure it out. Luckily, uh, I had some help from the Konica Minolta Biz Hub uh, Biz Division suite hmm. of high excellence slow mo photography and Peter Costas. Yeah, he's uh, he's keeping that left knee behind the left foot. And really working on that hip rotation before starting the downswing. It's a classic move. He got away from it, and now he found it again. And look what happened. Hip rotation. It's important. I'm not sure if well, you heard, but he, it's all in the hips. He tied for 10th at the Dean and DeLuca in late May. It's his best finish all year. And he hasn't been to the U.S. Open since 2014. So he's happy to be back. And has seven top 25s at U.S. Opens in 19 events. So I like Lowry. Uh, Strat, can you say my guy one more time? Thomas Baders. And Stuart Sink. Those are my three sleepers. Okay. All right, I got one, and it's beef. Oh. The dude is surrounded by cows, okay? <laughs> he's amongst friends. He knows what he's looking at. He likes what he sees. He's feeling comfortable. He was throwing out uh, some Wesley Bryan-esque trick shots, pretending to hit out of the sand, and then just tossing one up with his hand. Um, I think he's coming in loose. I think he's got a, a big support crew. We're walking the uh, walking the seventy six hundred yards. Uh, I'm going with our man Beef. Did you know Billy Horschel is a hundred to one in Las Vegas? And then JB Holmes is also a hundred to one. So correct me you if know, I'm wrong, but a ten dollar bet on either of those guys nets us out at two mil. <laughs> is that correct? He's not a numbers guy. Not a numbers but- guy, but I think that math checks out. We should do a live uh, par train in Vegas if that checks out. Yeah, you're going to want to pay attention to my odds. <laughs> yeah, I like that. And do you guys have anything to look out for uh, for the week? Like I said, just keep your eyes peeled on Jason Day's exit strategy and what that excuse is going to be. I'll, t- I'll tell you something to look out for. Go to Vice Golf and check out their Aaron Hills hat that they have. Strat, you want to tell him about that? Oh, yeah. He already bought it. I bought it. I went ahead and I bought that as I was waiting for my physical therapy appointment, you know, get that <laughs> knee back to 100%. Big gear, guys. Yeah, I'm a gear guy. Got a Pars for the boys shirt. We yeah, got a Par a- Train hat. We'll throw it on the Instagram. Yeah, put it on the gram. Strat's been on there before sitting next to a deer, sporting that Pars for the boys shirt. You All right, boys. Enjoy Aaron Hills this week. We'll be texting. We'll be talking. I got to say the app, Aaron Hills app, fantastic. A lot of great content. Strat's a content guy. All right, adios. Ciao. And just as the sun rises and sets in Scotland, so too have we come to the end of another part train. Be sure to follow us at the part train on Instagram and Twitter, and of course subscribe to us on iTunes. And may your glasses always stay full, and your ball always end up in the bottom of the cup. <laughs>